Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside here in the Gridcoin Discord server. Today is December 18th and we are continuing part three, final part of the Pay Developers, damn it, series. Uh, this is the last episode of 2020 because we're not here next week. Hello, hooray. Uh, blah, 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 blah. All right, you're all welcome to join us though. In the new year, 2021, every Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Gridcoin Discord server, where we talk all things Gridcoin. Bring your questions, comments, ideas, or whatever, and we'll talk about them here. You're welcome to join in the voice chat or the text chat, whatever you want to do. Just do it. Otherwise, uh, I'll just talk about something for, for like half hour to an hour. All right. So... Let's see. To conclude this series, I think we were going to talk about the um, the developers of faith idea and uh, something that we were sort of talking about towards the end of last week's episode having to do with paying developers. Uh, if you haven't listened to the last two episodes, I'd recommend you go listen to the last two. The last one summed up the first one pretty nicely, so you might just need to listen to that one only. Um, but the issue is brought up that... Uh, the the amount we pay developers needs to be equivalent to a USD value uh, because developers working on the project need to be able to sell the crypto to eat food. So I, in an ideal world, I think absolutely, definitely. Although you would just buy the food with the crypto in an ideal world, right? Oh, one day soon. But in the the practical realm, Gridcoin is tiny. We don't have the liquidity to sustain uh, that for one developer, let alone more than one. Uh, if someone develops um, 100 hours worth of whatever and they get $30 an hour, they're not going to be able to cash that out to buy food. There's just not enough buying pressure. So what we want to attract right now are developers similar to Jim and Sai. I don't think we're ever going to find people like Jim and Sai again to the level of work they did for essentially complete faith in the coin. Uh, but they are developers of faith, meaning they believe in the project to the point that they're willing to contribute just for the coin with the belief that one day they'll be able to liquidate it or do what's, do something with it by bread. Uh, that's the person we're going to be able to find right now. There's a couple other uh, things to tie in with this sort of um, drive to find developers, uh, and that has to do with a nonprofit or some sort of greater organization it's a community. Uh, it, I think Chocolate brought it up a while ago, but it's been brought up before. Uh, when Gridcoin peaked in 2017, a large portion of the funds, while it was on its way up, probably should have been sold to A, produce liquidity, and B, create uh, like a reserve fund in other currencies like Bitcoin, US dollars, uh, whatever else you wanted, produce coin. Uh, that way, you're not... Uh, your developers can be a faith, but your main organization that's funding everything does not require, is is not as um, dependent on market factors. So if Gridcoin at one point is in a bear market, maybe Bitcoin's in a bull, and if you have half and half Gridcoin and Bitcoin, uh, you get to have, you still get to increase your wealth by having Bitcoin in your reserves. And then you can pay developers with Bitcoin, and then ideally a developer would say, no, you have to pay me in Gridcoin. So you sell Bitcoin to buy Gridcoin, which creates liquidity, which creates buying pressure. And then you use that Gridcoin to pay a developer who then could maybe sell it into the liquidity produced by that cycle 
Or if they're developer faith, we just hold on to it and you just created a net gain of volume and buy pressure. So there's by finding a developer of faith, by finding developers of faith, you produce more value than just the developments that come out of it. You create, of course, a community uh, and, and belief, which are very critical when you're building networks like these. Um, but you also create the opportunity to produce uh, cycles, economics. It involves some economics and all this stuff. Uh, so that's basically, uh, I think, the end of the general discussion. But that's what I was talking about uh, last week when I was saying we need to find developers of faith. In fact, we're only going to find developers of faith. If we try to sell to a developer that they're going to be able to work full-time for Gridcoin by developing Gridcoin, or, or anything like that, they're going to look at the liquidity and say these guys are kind of stupid because clearly not. <laughs> you can't cash out like a, even a $30,000 salary uh, a year. You, we need to find people who have good ideas, have talent, and want to contribute to this thing we're building. This is why I always say we want to build a thing worth building because when you build a thing worth building, other people want to come build it with you. So I think this is very important when it comes to finding these developers who we should pay in Gridcoin until we have a reserve that is not in Gridcoin, in which case we should pay them in that, if that's a better choice at the time. Um, I, I guess I, if they're... I agree with that. You know, it's, you've got you've to bring in people that really uh, have a vested interest in the long term, a vision Gridcoin, not just work, not just someone as a gun for hire, right? So. At least not now. In the future, there might be. Well, the, uh, stage, we can put out bounties, but we're not there yet. Yeah, there's a different stage of our maturity then. Yeah, and it's the great thing about Gridcoin, and I, I share this thought in so many different contexts. Like with Fern, um, we survived for six years with shit code because the idea behind Gridcoin is great. Such, the, a, such a good one. That's right. And so, the, in the same. In a different context, that same idea still applies. The idea behind Gridcoin is great. It should be really easy, uh, relatively easy, I suppose, to find developers who agree with what we're trying to build and want to contribute to it. All we have to do is build the processes for them to come in with zero friction. So find out how to pay them with Gridcoin with the clear understanding that they're pro they can cash out a little bit, but they're probably just going to end up holding it and securing the network, but they'd be okay with that because what we're building is awesome. Um, and develop ways that give them confidence that we're going to exist in five years, in 10 years. And ways to do that are continuous funding. Uh, also, we want to give confidence that we solve problems when they come up. Fern was a huge confidence boost as I think even... I don't know if it was this Reddit post or the other previous Reddit post by the same uh, user who said that they looked at Gridcoin before and left because the code was so bad. And then they looked at it after Fern and came back because the code is so good now. So we have that level of confidence, but we need a way to, to uh, outside of the code base, show that we're here for a long time. A nonprofit is a way to do this. A treasury system is a way to do this. Uh, those are two uh, surfacey ways to do it. There are probably others, but... That's what we need to focus on. Uh, and developing a payment structure is, is important. We have one. We really honestly have one. It's just a matter of uh, making it sustainable. So I guess that said, let me turn down my freaking thermostat because it's going crazy. But uh, I don't get it, man. It says it's like 68 here. It's got to be at least 75. Okay. In my apartment uh, in New York, I'm in the house in Long Island. The apartment mm -hmm. in New York, 
And they basically, it's either one <laughs> right. and it versus, you wouldn't believe it. You have to open sometimes. Yeah, they, they needed, uh, they could like believe that people needed fresh air or otherwise they would have like severe mental health issues or something like that. <laughs> and so that's, and so that's why they, they put so much heat through. Well, you know, Manhattan is one of the few, uh, few city districts that actually has ste- has three uh mate well four major services so you you have electricity uh natural gas water and steam and so a large portion of manhattan is actually you have steam service and so our building actually i don't even think they have a bo- internal uh boiler they have a heat exchanger which uses the steam service from con edison and heats the building directly and that's that you know that huge plant on at 15th street uh on yeah. the other Okay, well, that, that actually generates, I think, about half the steam for New York, for Manhattan. Gee. Yeah. What a good segue, though, because a, a treasury system through the side-staking mechanism would generate at least half the funds needed to develop on Gridcoin. hey oh, All right. <laughs> that, that's actually true uh, if it's done right, I think. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. I, I, there's not a lot of people here today. Does anyone have any questions about how this system would, would work? I was hoping Empire Builder would hear be here this week because he seems to um push back with what a lot of people say uh when approached with this and i would like to talk out talk through those issues i mean i can i can push back uh all right hold on let me let me enjoy it a little <laughs> bit and then we'll we'll get, get out ahead <laughs> so what? the this i think would be best implemented in um partnership with something like what chocolate was talking about last week where we do uh a, a short-term solution through i think a fork which would prune the network and i think pruning the network thinking about it is a really good idea because we have no idea how many uh lost coins there are uh and, and there's so many coins in our circulation would be nice to know it would be nice to see how many active people are it'd be a nice metric but there's also the benefits of the reward program which would let us surge uh rewards for crunchers which would increase adoption of boink and if we have folding at home in by the time we fork it would also increase adoption of folding at home uh, we could also uh, retroactively or reward retroactively reward crunchers. I don't know what the right words, but reward people who have been in Boink for 10 years but didn't come on Gridcoin because they didn't want to leave their team, something like that. I think we should do that. We could also make a pot that funds Boink projects that have been part of a whitelist for the entire time or something like that, projects that have been with us forever. You know, We could do some really cool stuff with a lot of funds uh, and then, of course, give a lot of it to Jim and Sai too for doing fern and then also at, at the end of the day still have a lot of grc remaining to uh continue to fund development as we continue to develop a treasury system which is a undertaking just that i don't know how difficult the code would be i think it's fairly straightforward because we would just use the side staking mechanism uh, for but what? for what what do you want to do uh the treasury system having okay. people every uh, block reward must surrender one GRC to uh, six up, uh, potential addresses. Trivial. Okay, so that part is trivial. <laughs> the, no, the seriously, actual. Seriously, it's just all you do is you basically nail up side stakes to a particular addresses, and we might we might have to increase the number of outputs that we allow on the coin stakes since we're going to use one for the, or more for the treasury. But other than that, that would requ- that would require. So oddly enough. If you didn't increase the output, you wouldn't even it wouldn't even need to be a mandatory. If you uh, if you wanted to, because you're using outputs for the foundation, if you want or what the treasury, if you want to um, 
retain the ability for people to do six side stakes or stake splitting, you'd have to increase the number of outputs and that would require them. So okay, so a couple options. They all seem fairly uh, simple to implement code-wise. Uh, the the math behind it, the economics behind it, and the game theory would have to be thought out pretty extensively, written down and explained to everyone uh, and talked about for quite a while. Yeah, so the, the, for the economic model is a lot har harder to think about in the community issue is a lot harder to think about than technical implement. Yeah. So it would be, it would make sense to do something like a simple fork. I say quote, uh, I say simple, but a, a fork in, in the beginning sort of as a stopgap for a year to two years, maybe three years, maybe even up to five years, we would have to do the math on that too. Uh, and then also work towards a sustainable treasury system that would look to fund development moving forward. And again, a treasury system doesn't just fund development. It funds anything we want it to fund. Uh, it can fund science, boink projects. It could fund uh, pottery wheels for kids in rural schools for some reason. I don't know. I just started saying words and that's what came out. <laughs> and really, it's a system that would um, take this technology, this blockchain and cryptocurrency technology, and really implement one of its uh, key utilities, which is building new economic systems uh, that aren't required, that are, are not centralized authority saying, give me your money. It's a set of computer code saying, choose what to do with your money. Um, Foxy says, out of curiosity, how do other coins do this? Uh, do they not b bother uh, due to their value and amount? So this is w sort of connected to what I was talking in the beginning, developers of faith. So Bitcoin was completely developed by developers of faith in the beginning. Bitcoin was tried many times beforehand, like having a digital cash system, uh, and it's, it failed. So when people, when Bitcoin first comes out, it's like, yeah, this is an interesting implementation on it, built on the successes of the past, but no one knew if it was going to work or not. It, it was more likely that it wasn't going to work than it was going to work. So the people who were developing it were developing based on faith. No one was paying them. They were saying, I'm developing this because I love what they're doing. I like the idea, and I'm going to by being in the beginning, be able to get a lot of Bitcoin. And if it's ever worth something at the end of the day, I'll be one of the richest people in the world. That's what happened. So <laughs> at some point during that, that's that's the phase we're in right now. We're in Bitcoin in 2009, in 2010, even though we're uh, many years old, that's our development phase. Uh, after the first couple of years, I think 2011, maybe 10 was the first uh, attempted organization. They a couple of folks got together. Bitcoin still only worth like between $1 and $30. And uh, a couple of folks got together and made a, a nonprofit or some sort of organization. And they started trying to pay developers to do stuff, you know, make a payment structure from a centralized entity. Uh, it, it works ish. None of them really succeeded well. Uh, <laughs> then there were a couple that did succeed many years later. Uh, Blockstream is one of the most popular ones. Uh, and they just pay people to develop because they have a lot of Bitcoin. They probably mine as well. They also have business models, et cetera, et cetera. They're built on top of Bitcoin several layers deep. And so they pay developers hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to work on Bitcoin's code base. I actually don't know if they still do this. This is like 2017, 18 talking. Um, so that's how other coins did it. And that's kind of the, the way forward for a pure blockchain in an ideal scenario, a, a pure open economic network in an ideal scenario. We, it's going to be hard to emulate that for any coin in the future. Ethereum 
did an ICO, remember? Ethereum was the first ICO. That's how they funded development. Um, other coins do ICOs, uh, tokens did uh, ICOs. And what they do is they reserve a whole bunch of coins, basically what Chocolate's proposing. And what Gridcoin did in a really interesting way, to be honest, with the bootstrap era switching to proof of stake, but you reserve a bunch of coins on Genesis, and then you use those to fund development moving forward. We have that. We have the Gridcoin Foundation. We just don't have enough coins in that foundation wallet to really do anything with it. So we the the fork would give us more coins in that. Uh, the and to be clear, it would not be an ICO. An ICO is a very specific form of funding, um, but it's a similar uh, result. Uh, a pot of funds that are used to fund development. Uh, there are other many other coins that do exactly what I'm describing with the treasury system. Decred, uh, BitShares did it. Jeez, I, there's, you can just look it up. <laughs> How do cryptocurrencies do funding? There's a list of them. There's probably half a dozen to a dozen of reputable blockchains that fund this way. Uh, there's Gitcoin uh, that works in unique ways, but similar concepts. Um, uh, the concepts being the way to receive funds uh, anyone can get access to a lot of funds if they win a vote, essentially a public vote. Uh, yeah, so they, there's a whole array, some from the blockchain theory, which is developers of faith, and others, some from ICOs, just having a centralized fund, like a, the Gridcoin Foundation, and others uh, use treasury systems. So what I'm talking about here, what we're proposing with the treasury system is not unique anymore. It is a thing that has been implemented and we can learn from how other coins did it. Um, that was a very long answer to your question. A good one. Um, so, yeah, the treasury system so that chocolate can fight me is the idea that, and, and let's pitch it this way. The only, it, it's the idea that for every block that's staked, a portion of the, the reward of only the CBR must be sent somewhere. And there are many ways to implement that part. But the main principle is of the 10 GRC or whatever the reward is, let's say 10% of it must be sent somewhere other than the person who stakes the block. It, it, let's not increase inflation for this. Let's just keep the 10 CBR and say one of those GRC is going somewhere. Right. I think I've said it enough times now. Chocolate, fight me. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's Dawn uh, in... Um... The Central Park West, 72nd Street, Strawberry Field. I know that. Name. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. So um. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Uh. Well. Let me go back to what you were saying quite a bit earlier about finding passionate developers who are basically going to be, you know, reincarnations of, uh, uh, you know, Jim and Sai Sai. Um. Where are you? Where are these people going to come from? Uh, how are you going to convince them that, you know, assuming that they're talented enough to that they're at Jim and Sai Sai's level and, that, and that's already at a pretty high level, um, how are you going to convince them that they're best off uh, using their time uh, on this grid coin rather than some other project? So that's question number one. Let's take it one at a time because it's oh, a really oh, simple oh, answer. Okay. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Let me just get question number two well, in also. Okay. And this, the second question is, um, why have so many uh, people who contributed so much to the community in years past uh, left? Uh, and why 
after this enormous effort that done by Jim and Sai Sai, have they not come back? And we've seen a couple just, but they've made Reddit posts. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not doing things, right? So, so why haven't we seen, you know, after this colossal and incredibly impressive effort, uh, uh, why have we not seen, uh, and so in the chat, Mercosity says, you know, that he's back and that's, that's great. So Mercosity back. We saw another post on Reddit. That's a, that's a few people out of a lot of people who dedicated a lot of time to this coin in the past. And the question is, why why aren't they back? Uh, so those are the two questions. Uh, so question one, there's thousands of developers out there who would love to work for a project that they feel connected to. It's called the open source arena. There's probably millions of developers who just contribute to projects that they like without pay, without even the option of pay. Uh, so you just need to show them that gridcoin exists um people see now i don't remember the all of part one part one was like a two-point question how do we convince them to join gridcoin i already explained this you have to show them that there are processes through which they will uh be able to progress where con uh, contributions are appreciated uh that they also have the freedom to do sort of what they want uh you have to show yourself as a good open source project a great i might get shot for this but a great way <laughs> great example of a Bad implementation of open source is boink in 2012 to 14, I, where I, I think you're right. They they I, killed a lot. Yep. Go ahead, Joe. No, you're right. Go ahead. You they killed plan. a lot of their own developers because the way to contribute to boink for a while was not clear. It was not appreciated. The developers were not appreciated, uh, and and there was other stuff involved. But the it, Gridcoin really has a pretty good reputation since um 2016 in terms of the people at the top of the development chain respecting other developers uh letting people do what they want not having too big of an ego not um trying to run the ship right great one used to uh, have some folks who tried to run the ship but the uh the crew from ifogs ravon barton all of them are still around it's just like you know Bitcoin goes up, everyone comes in, Bitcoin goes down, the people who stick around stick around, the rest will come back later. Uh, that's the way it's always worked. So it, it's just a matter of building the structures so that next time Bitcoin goes up, and Bitcoin hasn't gone up yet, guys, uh, the next time Bitcoin goes up, the people will come into Gridcoin and hopefully stay because we'll have the structures to keep them in place. You know, We'll have reserves in things other than Gridcoin. We'll have some Bitcoin. Uh, we'll have maybe a nonprofit that they can actually work for. Uh, some people want to do that. We'll have ways for them to get paid and continue to get paid because we'll have uh, continuous funding structures. Um, so I already answered part two as well, which is where did the other people go? Why didn't they come back? They're still here. They're just not as contributing as much because there's not as much to do. Fern just got released uh, like a couple weeks ago, essentially, with the patch. Uh, it's, it takes a while for this thing to get implemented and for it to work and then everyone to see that it works and that you know, decide what to do next, right? So, uh, yeah, I think that's answered question one and two. I'm more interested. I think that's in true. I mean, I think it's going to, you know, it's it's kind of unrealistic to expect everyone to flow back in instantly, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't they didn't leave instantly, and they're not going to come back instantly. And yeah, uh, and some of them, you're right, are still around. And by the way, I just want to give a plug out to Ravon because I, I think he he did a really good job in in fostering a much better development environment. You know, I, I joined and started contributing to Gridcoin as a hobby when he was still leading a de facto technical lead. And I found him to be 
very welcoming and very easy to deal with. And, you know, I've tried to, to maintain that same approach to development, you know, when he decided to essentially hang it up and hand the baton de facto to me, right? As a result, you know, I think we're pretty open from a development. I think it's a good group of people to work with. So. Absolutely. It's, I'm more interested, Chocolate, in any um, pushback that you can think of for the treasury system. Uh, we already talked about the idea that it's a tax system, but and, and the response to that is yes, but no. It's, it's a different type of uh, funding for an economic network. Taxes are a type of funding for an economic network. That's all they are. Uh, the economic network is the central authority system, is run by a central authority, um, which has ultimate control, essentially. You know, you can say there's decentralization when you go from city or from federate in the U.S. at least, from federal government to state government to, to city government to county government or whatever. But really, it's federal system because they collect taxes. They print the money. Uh, so that system... You have to you have to forget about that system when you start talking about blockchain. Don't forget about all the bad stuff involved with it. But also, don't forget about the good stuff too. There are good parts to it. But in from a foundational level, blockchain networks are economic systems that are run in completely different ways. So the, when you think about taxes with the central authority, you think this person is holding a gun to my head and taking my money. Taxation is theft. When you're thinking about taxes to a blockchain network in a multi-currency economy. No one is holding a gun to your head. No one is forcing you to use that network. I can't pay taxes. Like in the current central authority system, I can't pay taxes to the Mexican government because I like their network better. I have to pay to the people holding a gun to my head. In the multi-currency economy, I can pay taxes to whatever network I want, or I can participate in a network that doesn't collect taxes. Uh, And then on top of that, how those networks um, uh, allocate funds is going to be radically different than the central authority distribution of funds. Central authority distribution of funds, this is a science-based community, right? So everyone should understand how ridiculous it is, right? The government collects billions and billions of dollars and gives uh, trillions of dollars and gives 1% to science and 50% to military. Well, we don't need to do that. We could end up doing that if that's what people wanted, because there's no one making that decision except for the network itself. Uh, it's um, participatory budgeting, what you were talking about. It's the exact same thing. Uh, so we can make it so that people get to decide where their funds go. And also, we get to. there's a thousand different ways to implement that concept of the network deciding where funds go. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe it without butchering it, so I'm not going to try. But you could have stuff where like Gitcoin or like Ethereum or like EOS or like Steam or like Hive or like Bitcoin or like there's a thousand different ways to implement distribution of funds and we would have to choose one or several. Uh, yeah, so the tax systems, a tax system under a central authority uh, governance system is very different than a tax system under a blockchain network. Uh, especially if that blockchain network is a multi-currency um, node, essentially. If it's if that network is itself part of a larger network uh, where people can fluidly shift between networks based on uh, based on choice, you know, if they can choose their currency. Because people, if the tax system goes bad, then people will choose to leave or change it. And if people leave, the people who stick around because the other stuff is good will change it to make them come back. It's a, a marketplace of currencies. It's pretty neat. So that's a, a short version of the, that's a short counter to 
well, taxation is theft. And the, the even shorter version is, yeah, if you live in a central authority, we don't. So are there any other counters to a, or arguments against building a treasury system where the person who stakes a block would have to uh, get rid of one of their 10 earned GRC? <laughs> yeah, I think Shark is uh, typing something. <laughs> what was that? What's the question? Oh, you son of a bitch, Koshi. Are you being serious? <laughs> I'll, I'll say it again. <laughs> uh, the question is, are there any um, counter arguments against uh, for implementing a treasury system? Ah, gotcha. Well, this is why you keep a bat next to your computer. If they don't do sleep, you make them sleep, damn it. No, that's that's really mean. <laughs> oh, a flying bat. Absolutely, Foxy. Great question. Right question. <laughs> a little critter. A cute critter. Um, the question was, are there any counter-arguments to implementing a treasury system? Sharknado comments, I wouldn't mind because I believe the funds would actually be going to development. And it's true. You would know where they're going. First of all, we're on a blockchain, so you can track funds wherever you go. Second of all, one of the uh, distribution methods that I uh, I think would be awesome, it would not be the first one we implement, but it, I think it would be the direction we should go, is similar to how Getcoin works. It's um, it, Essentially, I as a developer would make a proposal and uh, seeking X amount of funds from the treasury and the network participants, so crunchers and stakers, would stake GRC behind my proposal along with every other proposal out there. They would choose which proposal they support and whichever proposals win based on whatever metrics we implement get funded based on whatever cycle uh, metrics we implement. So maybe it's a couple proposals get accepted each month. Maybe uh, there's no cycle at all. And it's just once it reaches a threshold, it gets funded. Uh, and then once the project is funded, the people who staked GRC get the GRC back. So they it it produces a stake system. It produces a utility of the coin, a pure utility. You can you use GRC to do something. How cool is that? Koshi <laughs> uh, says he wouldn't mind the tax. Whoever thinks of a better way to describe it than a tax, because taxation is theft. Uh, so whoever thinks of a better word than that wins. Taxation throughout all of human history has been the central authority holding a gun to your head saying, give me your money and I'll do whatever I want with it. <laughs> so there needs to be a different word for it because that's not what is being uh, proposed or developed. Because again, this exists in other coins. I'll get more examples for folks in the new year. But Well, the, dip the difference is really how how the uh, what happens to the control of the funds after that's part of it that's a huge part of it if not the major part it is it is the, it is, the, is the biggest difference because in a taxation system you you're sending it to the central government and how that how that money is actually spent you know you can argue in a representative democracy that some people you know that people have in some degree of indirect control over how that money is spent. but that's not really true, right i mean it's how much control do you or i have over how that tax money is well not a lot Right. Yeah. So I think the system we're talking about is far more um, egalitarian is not word, but trying to search for the word. Participatory. Participatory it's, it's direct. My word. The, the community has direct control over how the funds are going to. Yeah. And it's like there, there's, there's, a, there's another difference I want to bring up. The most sophisticated case, you could wire all this up using, you know, contract rules in on the blockchain itself. Right. No one really knows how to do that completely. Right. We've had a lot of experiments on how to do distributed financial stuff like that. Right. But until we get to that point, you can you can get almost the way there by just having good community a good community approach to 
how you allocate and spend the right and uh, that get, gets you most of them and that's different variations of that is what we've been talking about yeah so. and i think we're getting very very close to uh the technical distribution of funds in a uh protocol and we're very very close to it gitcoin is actually really cool uh the way they fund open source development but the the, the other part, and I think you're dead on that it is probably the major difference, what you just described. But the other difference is the taxation is coming from coins directly out of the central bank, so to speak. Uh, it It's a, if you think about it, like, okay, why don't we switch CBR from 10 to 11 and then just send that one GRC to the, the treasury? We could do that. I don't think we should use inflation to, to fund stuff, but that's what... You, you're doing the same thing. Just pretend right now we had nine CBR and we're increasing it to 10. But like, so, so you're getting the funds directly out of the central bank and putting them into a pot versus getting the funds versus taking the funds from someone who spent time, work, and uh, presumably effort to get uh, their money. And then you're taking that time, work, and effort back. Yeah. Uh, so and I say presumably effort because there's so much wealth in the world that just compounds at this point in the, the central authority system. And those people don't pay taxes the majority of the time, probably. The corporations certainly don't. The wealthy individuals probably have thousands of loopholes they jump through to not pay taxes. Uh, the president of the U.S. is a perfect example of someone who mastered that. Uh, so in a protocol blockchain sort of arena where there's a little more transparency, there's there's code that rules things and not people that can be uh, loopholed. And then it, you know, in a human system, it takes a very long time to patch loophole. In a protocol system, you can kind of patch it fairly quickly, um, or a code system, I should say, because whatever. The uh, it would be more egalitarian, actually, Jim, to use your word, because everyone would be paying taxes, and if not, then it would be obvious because you could see it and the blockchain is so there's more there is exactly what you're saying that the distribution of funds the participation part is a huge aspect to it that makes it different but also where the money's coming from and the transparency of it also make it different than a central authority tax system so i'm still looking for that word and maybe that's what i'll just meditate on over the holiday break because it's time to go over to boink radio folks um, yep. I'll catch up on these chats here. You always find individuals who will not accept a portion of their quote-unquote earnings being redirected, even if it's going to developers. This is coming from Mercosity. Uh, absolutely. This is why you have to force people to do stuff. And this is uh, Jim got a little pushback when he suggested last week that we ask or uh, sort of demand the whales to give a large portion of their funds to the, the foundation because they probably won't do it. Why would they do it? We kind of have to force them to do it. Um, if they did it, that would be great, but I don't know why they would do it if they can't see which of them is not doing it. Cause there's always going to be that one asshole that doesn't do it. Or that one guy It's like, is it within his right not to do it? But I guess he's not an asshole. He's just greedy. There's a, a few points. There's a couple points that came to mind before we end. One of them is that, uh, really, if, if people really wanted to support, uh, Gridcoin, uh, a really good way to do that would be, um, take all of the money that you're spending on electricity for Gridcoin and just buy Gridcoin. So that's one. <laughs> I think, no, I'm being serious. I'm being completely serious. If you take a look at uh, okay, the, just... the amount of computational power, we're talking easily in the tens of thousands of dollars a month. The second uh, thing is that 
obviously I'm being I'm exaggerating because then we won't be you know uh, contributing to you know science and we won't be crunching but you understand what I'm saying right we got one minute man yeah I know the second uh, thing is that uh, what was it about the um, uh, okay I forgot what it was there's something about what were you saying about the whales that you know, some of them aren't, don't want to give blah 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 yeah um, yeah it's a problem uh, and uh, just uh, it's no real pretty solution to it your solution is pretty pretty. The forking, they're just doing it again is uh, not a bad idea. Uh, I, I eventually, mean, we'll get to a size where we can't do it again, and that's good. We want to get to that size, but I don't think we're there right now. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, but, a lot of, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways. We, I mean, it would be, I, I was going to say, because you were you were rambling, so I didn't get a chance to say. I mean, if, if we really wanted to be so successful in the long term, I honestly think that we should probably start looking at gridcoin more like um a business rather than what what it is and oh absolutely not, not. i'm gonna not, we, no, we, i gotta go though hold on not not literally it's not literally a business but what i'm saying is we have to look at it and say okay we need the xyz done we want developers working on xyz we want to reach this goal by this time those kinds of things right um uh, because i i it's very likely i mean you, you the 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 number of people who are doing something like what we're doing um it's it's increasing and a, a group of people with a better model will beat us out on that note we'll see y'all in the new year that first friday of january friday 3 30 p.m on the gridcoin discord server have a great new year everyone hey look at that